This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. Pat and Stu, welcome. Uh, this is great. You know, we've, we we have a lot of people who uh, are, are big Donald Trump supporters in this country right now, <laughs> and, and many of them are conservative. They're like, yeah, this is this guy will speak his mind. He's really good. He's he's the one who's going to be able to articulate the conservative principles in the Republican Party. He's really going to stand up for what's right because that guy has principles. He's going to stand up for them. You know how many times he's changed his principles over the years? He's many. Many. He has no principles. Many. Let's be honest about it. There's not a principle in the... in. He's not in the market for principles. That's not. Mm. He's in the market for a lot of stuff. He's in the market for stealing old people's houses and knocking them down for parking garage. That he's in the market for. Yeah. He is not in the market for principle. He actually is a uh, a big defender of eminent domain, and uh, apparently mm. not just for you know thoroughfares and all of that that we all have kind of uh, acquiesced. I don't even think I'm there, by the way. I was thinking about that just because of, you know, we've been talking about eminent domain a lot because of Trump. I don't even Mm -hmm. think I'm there for a freaking road anymore. You know what? Build it around the house if the person doesn't want to sell it. Sorry it didn't work out for you. Yeah. You know? You can make that case. I've made it. You just did. I just did. Yes, you just did. With not a lot of, you know, nuance. (laughs) But it's certainly not for tax base. I mean, every, uh, you can't, you can't. Knocked out people's house just because a Walmart is going to bring you more taxes. That's ridiculous. Right. If I think 44 states, I think it is, have passed laws or constitutional amendments to say that now. And they should. Um, because he's a, he, bless you, he's a big supporter I tried so hard to that. hold it until they changed the camera shot. Uh, speaking Woo! with uh, CNN, though, host Larry King, uh, back in 1999, uh, when he was flirting for a run with a run for president on the Reform Party ticket... That would have been good. Mm. That would have been really good. Trump was said he was quite liberal when it came to health care. Uh, I, I love this comment. The guy just babbles, too, when he talks. Yeah. He doesn't make a lot of sense. No. I said I'm conservative, generally speaking. I'm conservative and even very conservative, he, he said in response to a question about a patient's bill of rights. But I'm quite liberal and getting much more liberal on health care and other things. <laughs> okay. Okay. I really say, what's the purpose of a country if you're not going to have defensive and health care? That one I want to I stop and examine for a moment here. Mm-hmm. Because people have been, uh, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about Trump. 
and people. By the way, Dan Andros joins us today. Hi, Dan. Hey. You look, you're looking gigantically fat today. What's, what's your problem? Well, I guess it's so just this chair. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Something happens when you get into this area. You just sort of balloon. <laughs> I, get, and, I guess and, so. And Jeez. expand. I mean. But. So apologies when we talk to you about how you're an overweight drug dealer all day. Right. It's just habit. It's just habit for that general it direction. It gets deflected in uh, this general yeah. direction. That's good. That's so good. we've been talking a lot about Trump and people on Facebook and things are saying like, hey, I, you know, I get it. Okay, the guy is not a conservative, and he's not going to win, so stop talking about him. And I, I, I understand that. But think, there's too many people out there. He's second. The guy's second. And I could say he's not going to win all I want, but at some point he's going to need to drop uh, down in the polls, or he's going to make these debates, he's going to follow through on this campaign, and that's terrible for Republicans. Focus on the sentence for a second. What is the purpose of a country if you're not going to have defensive and health care. <laughs> now, defensive, I think he means defense. I think so. But yeah. unless he means defensive health care, but he says and. So I think it's what he's saying is if you're not going to have defense, they're going to have some uh, you know, Army, you know, Navy, Air Force, Marines, or health care. He sees that as that central, literally number one or two of the entire reason you have a country to quote him. And uh, look... We all know that it's not in the Constitution. We all know it's not a right as designed by our founders. We all know that uh, you know there's no reason to believe this. This is a guy who comes out now and says he's against Obamacare. Why? Hey. What, because he wants it to be more liberal? I mean, that's, it would be consistent maybe there. Can, can I just point out how sad and pathetic it is that we even have to have the Donald Trump conversation at this point? Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. This guy is a guy who can barely run a casino. I mean, he uses the bankruptcy laws to keep his, to keep himself afloat. I mean, multiple times he's done this. This guy's off running casinos. All he cares about is himself. And then, I mean, to say the defensive and healthcare thing shows me that this is a guy trying to run businesses and be a, you know, some sort of media conglomerate. And he's just, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run for president now. And I'm just gonna say things. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And, we, and we have to waste our. This is how desperate we are. And this yeah. mm -hmm. it, de it depresses me to be quite honest. Every time this election season comes around, it depresses me because we leap at the first thing that shows any sign of anything we like. I mean, the guy yep. says something about immigrants, and everyone leaps, and he gets leaping in the polls to the top. And, yeah, you know, to and we don't place. have to do that this time. No, no not we this don't, time. We don't have to. Do, we got, we've got at least four and maybe five really good, solid conservative candidates. Mm -hmm. and, and Ted Cruz is probably the most conservative alternative we've had, I don't know, since Barry Goldwater, at least. And, and I, I don't know why. People aren't gravitating to Ted Cruz. Well, Instead, you jump on the, the Trump bandwagon. And you got a hardline libertarian in there, too. Yeah. I mean, here's yeah. a guy who, if you want to make sure that you don't get some progressive Republican mm. in there, go for Rand Paul. I mean, this guy is more purist on his you know ideals than any candidate out there, probably. Yeah, I mean, and, he has his issues, too. But, I, I know, he, but I know, you're right, but, like especially on financial uh, issues. I mean, his right. tax plan, as we said, is better, great. Than, it's great. better than any proposal that has right. been made by any candidate in the campaign, period. And he's certainly mm -hmm. not going to come out with a statement like, we need defensive and health care. No, <laughs> you can no, be pretty he's sure gonna, he's not going to say that. He's not going to say that. <laughs> Just because he knows how to speak the English language, he's not going to say that. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, he doesn't believe it. Uh, you know, and the, to the Trump thing is news now. I don't, you know, I don't think he has any chance. I may literally think his chances of winning are zero. This particular design, though, of a primary helps a guy like Trump because there's 17 people in it. Uh, every, someone who's down, you know, like uh, a few years ago it was Mike Huckabee. Last time it was Rick Santorum. There's that one candidate that kind of comes from sort of on the bottom edges of the polls and is able to make some noise. It's going to be very difficult to do that right now because 
the two most recognizable names in this race by far are Jeb Bush and Donald Trump. And those two are going to sit there and get all of the media attention. Um, and it's going to be difficult for a guy who, you know, Bobby Jindal is a great example. Bobby Jindal is a good governor. He has a good conservative record. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He's, uh, you know, for identity politics, he's a minority. He has all the things that you'd think he put him in the top tier of these candidates. And he's sitting at 1% because no one talks to him about his policy outside of this network. Everyone goes and talks about, what do you think about Donald Trump's moronic comments? And it's like, I, you know, that's what it is. I was listening to um, uh, the, the news on the, way, uh, on the way in today. What was the news? It was um, uh, Reince Priebus apparently called Donald Trump, and it was reported that he called him to say, tone down the rhetoric. And then Donald Trump has now, in the interim, responded and said, no, he just told me I was doing a great job and I was making a real impact. So, like, the news is not about 16 candidates that have a chance to win, many of which who are conservative, who are legitimate candidates. Instead, we have the news about what Donald Trump tweeted about a phone call that the RNC made because they're so worried that he's doing exactly this with the news. And guess who else this helps, by the way? Who does all these shenanigans help? Jeb Bush? Yeah. Because now Jeb Bush doesn't look like the crazy, you know... I mean, he, he doesn't look crazy as far as antics, but his policies are, you know, progressive Republican. But mm -hmm. now they look, hey, I'm, I'm completely feeling okay with Jeb now because, whoa, don't want that Trump thing going on. Yeah. So it makes the Jeb vote a lot of a, a safer play at this point. By the mm -hmm. way, at World of Stew is my uh, Twitter handle. Uh, I will, I'm still accepting bets of anyone who wants to bet me that Donald Trump will be the nominee. Um, I will bet... Pretty, I can't. Have you had any takers yet? Oh, yeah, there's been some. Oh, yeah? Now, I, I think there's probably some rule of me betting money <laughs> over national right TV and radio. There's ah. probably some line there that I can't cross. However, you know what I would do is I will take anyone who wants to tweet me, at World of Stew, and I will schedule a retweet of your prediction of Donald Trump winning for the day after the Republican <laughs> National Convention. That's my promise to you. Tweet me, at World of Stew. And I will retweet them all the day after the convention's over. So we'll know who the nominee is. And there will be dozens of tweets of people who, back in the day, thought Donald Trump was going to be it. He's not. <laughs> no, he's not. At least see how liberal this sounds. This is, this is what Barack Obama would say about health care. If you can't take care of your sick in the country, forget it. It's all over. I mean, it's no good. Well, first of all, we do take care of our sick. It, when you go into a hospital, there's signs everywhere in an emergency room that you must be treated you must be treated we we cannot turn you away we will not send you home if you're vomiting blood and uh your eyes about, are rolling Pat. into the back of your head i don't know what you're talking about i passed like four people lying in the street on my way here Did you? because they were <laughs> yeah. waiting in line. They uh, let them in. they were bleeding out i so. hate those piles of dead bodies we see <laughs> it's all the everywhere time. in america yeah the reason yeah. you don't actually <laughs> see those is because we must take care of people by law so i don't, I don't want to hear that we don't take care of our sick and we didn't before obamacare we did and we always have and it doesn't matter where you're from if you're an illegal immigrant and you don't have insurance or an id or a social security number that you didn't steal it doesn't matter we still take care of you so i'm really tired of that but he says, so I'm very liberal when it comes to health care. <laughs> I believe in universal health care. I believe in whatever it takes to make people well and better. Then he was asked if, it, if he thought it was an entitlement from birth. And he said, I think it is. It's an entitlement to this country. And too bad the world can't be, you know, in this country. 
Is this a, Wait, what was an that? intelligent guy? Can you say or? it again? Yeah, I and think. Too bad. I think it, and too bad the world can't be, you know, in this country. Too bad the, the world, world, you know, you know can't, can't be, be in this country. In this country. So hmm. it's a beautifully constructed uh, <laughs> thought and uh, sentence. It is too bad the world can't be, you know, in this country. But, but the fact is, an entitlement to this country if we're going to have a great country. But the fact is, it's an entitlement to this country if we're going to have a great country. So, <laughs> so America's so, so this America, is your guy? Short, shorter Donald Trump. America's only great if we have an entitlement of health care. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he, he would have put it in the Constitution in 1999. Now he's totally flip-flopped on it. Uh, but what does that mean about, you know... I think you see Donald Trump, a lot of things you see in some of these conspiracy theorists. And, I, I mean, look, Donald Trump is a conspiracy theorist. There's no question mm -hmm. about it with all of his birther nonsense. But beyond that, he is a guy who always wants to be opposed to the big guy in charge. When Bush was in charge, he was calling him evil. Mm -hmm. Evil. <laughs> evil. He's calling him mm -hmm. evil. He was calling him uh, the worst president ever. He was saying we were doing an illegal war in Iraq. He was saying all the standard and he liberal was a Democrat talking points at the time, by the way, the day, and a registered Democrat. Then in 2009 comes. Oh, and he was also in that period uh, describing himself as Obama's biggest cheerleader. Okay, so then 2009 comes. Obama gets in. Uh, there's no news headlines made by Donald Trump saying nice things about Obama. There's plenty of that out there. So now he's making news headlines saying bad things about Obama. He's conservative again. He's changed his mind on all of these issues. And we're supposed to buy it? Look, I get that it's 12% of the population. It's small. 12% of Republicans like this guy. 12. It's not a big deal. Uh, but because the field is constructed the way it is, and there's so many candidates, he's getting all of the oxygen. The only thing anyone is talking about is Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like people would say, well, you are, too. And we are because there has to be somebody making the case that this guy is not conservative. People need to realize that you might like him and you might like certain things about him. You might like his hotels. You might like uh, his uh, his show. You might like his, you know, uh, his unapologetic nature. And that's fine. And you might like the fact that he speaks in fragmented sentences. Right. You, you might, might like, like that. You, you might, might enjoy the fact that he can't speak English. That, that I, might be appealing. That might be great for La you. Remember how fun Maybe. it was when George Bush was there, and right. uh, he couldn't speak English right. half the time, and that was really fun. <laughs> uh, there's a lot there to like, but come on, Donald Trump is not the guy you want, especially in this field. Poor people aren't necessarily uh, killers. <laughs> uh, that was charming in a certain way. In a certain way. You know, in a certain way. With, with Trump, I don't find it charming at all, mm -mm. the stuff he does and says. Uh, he's just, he seems like he's a buffoon. Yeah. Let's just face it. And beyond, the, beyond all that, are, are we really going to be happy with the White House when he changes the columns to brass columns? And, uh, you know, he goes in and does the Trump decorations to this, and there's a big Donald Trump logo spinning over the top of the White House. I kind of would like that. Uh, yeah, and the White House has changed to the Trump Palace. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, more patents too. Come on up in a second. Uh, in the meantime, we got to let you know that you have a chance now to take advantage of the greatest offer, maybe in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. If you've ever thought, well, we we're you talking know, like Donald Trump now. We're calling right. everything the greatest, greatest in the history offer. of mankind. Uh, people, people, people love this. People love this over there. People love this right here. Actually, they do. It's Liberty Bell potato cheddar soup, and you don't have to uh, grind wheat in order to make it. 
Uh, it's just, you add water. It's a, it's a great process, and it tastes delicious. So unlike the way we used to do food storage, if, if you, like me, have been involved in food storage for a long time, uh, this is so much better. It, it's so much easier to store. It tastes better. You don't have to worry about how to do it at the end of the day. And if you ever have to eat it, you actually can, rather than trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with this? Um, so my Patriot Supply makes all that super easy. And for 10 bucks, you can get a three-day supply. Yeah, the three-day supply thing we've been talking about for a while. It's the easiest way to get your foot in the door as far as preparation goes. Dan is on, actually on my side on this in that he is completely unprepared, or at least was back in the day. I would say that if there was a disaster a few years ago, we were hoping to trade each other soy sauce for, like, yeah. you know, ranch dressing and trying to survive through the winter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were we were flipping a coin to see whose pet we'd grill first. You know? Right, yeah, that's the kind of the state that Dan and I were in. This uh, is definitely better than grilled pet. It is better than grilled definitely. pet. Definitely. Uh, that's not exactly their slogan, but it is better than grilled <laughs> pet. Uh, free shipping, $10, 72-hour kit. Just call 800-274-3040. 800-274-3040. Call now. It's my Patriot Supply. Not just food, it's freedom. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. Well, we told you that uh, Trump is sucking all the oxygen out of this race and we continue to pump more oxygen to him. Uh, but it, the fact is, I, I think we need to, to address this right now because he is the lead candidate in North Carolina right now. He, is, he yeah. leads among the GOP candidates 16% to 12% over uh, Jeb and uh, Scott Walker. So 16, it, Trump has 16%, Jeb Bush and Scott Walker have 12%. Then you go down the line uh, with Huckabee. All the worst candidates are at the top in North Carolina. Is Huckabee even running right now? Yeah. Yeah, he's officially in. Yeah, he's officially in. I have lost track of who's in and who's in. 11% for him. Maybe you need to go to the poll, which is posted at glenbeck.com. Maybe you do, Dan. We we never heard a Dan rundown of how he would vote for these candidates. Maybe we should do that coming up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Then we got Ben Carson at 9%. Marco Rubio and Rand Paul at 7%. Ted Cruz, 6%. I mean, that sucks. Come on now. Uh, Chris Christie at five, Furina at four, Rick Perry two percent. Nobody's even paying attention to Rick Perry. I, he, I, he's yeah, I think he's, he's actually doing pretty well as far as speeches are concerned. He gave a great speech on race recently that I really liked a lot, and I thought was one of his better moments. And, and nobody even gave it any airplay. You know the big problem with Rick Perry, and there's no getting around this. He sounds and looks he does. 
just like, like George Bush. It's yeah. unbelievable. He really does. And I'm it, trying not to hold that against him, but it's hard. But it's hard. It, it's, and for the rest of the country, I think it's impossible. Right. And if he was like this, uh, you know, Rhodes Scholar genius and you could get around to that. I'm not, I'm not saying he's dumb, but what no, happened? He he's did, not. He had the gaffe. Mm. Yep. He had the, the three things you need to know. Yeah. Uh, one, <laughs> yes. crap. You know, like you can't sound like George Bush and then have mistakes like that. Meatloaf recipes, I think, was one of them. <laughs> uh, the complete back catalog of it was so Flock bad. of Seagulls. You remember this? Uh, it was so bad that Mitt Romney tried to help him out. It's like, uh, health care? Or the health administration? Or EPA. <laughs> or EPA. Or yeah. uh, he's just trying right, to give right. suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and something else. Uh, uh, I don't know. And actually, it, that's a good point, because Romney tried to help him out, uh -huh. and Perry thought he was attacking him and kind of brushed him off, didn't let him finish the suggestion. Mm -hmm. And then Perry, like, I mean, you know, it's a natural instinct. You think he's your competitor. <laughs> he's, but Romney, as you know, look, there's a lot I don't like about Mitt Romney, but I think that type of thing, he's, he, I think he actually was trying to help. He was. Uh, and, and he felt not. bad for him. Yeah, yeah, because it happened. a lifeline. It, it's, that's just the thing. It's like you get identified by these horrible moments. Bobby right. Jindal had a bad speech. He's gone forever. Marco Rubio had a sip of water. Oh, God, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yes. And it's like, you know, you get identified by these things, yeah. and it's completely unfair. It never happens to Democrats. Democrats. No. Democrat. Joe Biden currently, to this day, is still vice president of the United States. Did you know that? Yeah, Joe, He's still there. Joe Biden's the guy who, in an interview with Katie Couric, you know, went on the air talking about when FDR, you know, back uh, during the, the, yeah. when, the, when the stock market crashed and FDR was president, uh, he went on TV. There was no television and FDR was not uh, president at yeah. the time, actually. Well, so, uh, not to mention the clean, articulate black guy, which is a fairy tale. <laughs> right. That was a, uh, How do you recover from that and become the guy you're talking about? You, you become his vice president. Right. How uh, does that happen? The, uh, all the Indians at the, uh, they all work at 7-Eleven. I mean, he oh, has, I mean, look, on can, and on the, and on. The villages. I mean, can we just, oh, well, can we great. all Thank pay you. I disagree. Right. That was great. That was a yeah, great moment. That was great. Sorry. I, yeah. You know, we should do a special, uh, Pat and Stu special one day and just, it's just not stop all day Joe Biden gaffes. I like it. I, the only thing is, I feel like we need I to mean, wait a little bit because I, I think there's still. Wait till he element. gets in the race. Maybe? If he gets in the race, we're definitely that's, doing it. By the way, that's something I love that no one's talking about. And not well, they're starting to now, but but by there's no reason if you're Joe Biden, there's zero reason why you shouldn't run. Yeah. You've been vice president for eight <laughs> years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he he's largely avoided, <laughs> you know, any monumental gaffes outside right, it's his just normal gaff range. Typically, it's just, yeah. 72 yeah. years old but, is the only she's reason. 67. I know. It's, it's McCain, Hillary Clinton. I know, but Bernie Sanders is in his yeah. 70s. McCain 74. ran in his 70s. So, I mean, Sanders is 74. I'm just saying, from Biden's perspective, why in the world would you not run? I mean, and, you've got and, Hillary Clinton, who everyone's sick. I mean, I think even people on the left are sick of the Clintons, you mm -hmm. know, even though she's got the momentum right now. But I think, I think in an election she'd get clobbered because... She's just not likable, number one. And number two, everyone's sick of the Clintons. And I think, too, uh, you add on to this, uh, number one, uh, number one uh, his, his performance in the last election by Democrats is looked at as a positive because Barack Obama blew that first debate against Mitt Romney. Saved him on gay marriage, too. And he saved him on gay marriage. He, he, even though, again, that was a huge mistake by him, it helped, it wound up helping. And then you had, uh, he came in and did the debate with Paul Ryan and talked over him the whole time. Remember that? Yep. And, and he, well, he didn't, I don't think he won that debate he was able to stop the the free fall of the campaign at that time yeah um and so i think people look at him as a good campaigner and i'll give you one serious thing that is i, I honestly think is a, is a real reason is his son who just passed away was begging him to run 
I mean, you know, it was you know, in a way you can look at it as almost his dying wish. Yeah. He wanted his dad to run for president. It's like at some point, I I would not be surprised to say Joe say, you know what? I don't really care if I freaking win this or not. You know, my son said I, I'm look, gonna I want I want to run and I'm gonna run. You're the sitting vice president, yeah. and the two main people out there are an avowed socialist and an old hag who has been around forever. Yeah, and who's terrible? And who's terrible? I mean, look. All right, go for it. Joe Biden makes mistakes, but he makes them in a somewhat likable way. Hillary Clinton makes just as many mistakes, but she's not likable. Right. Well, this latest thing with the uh, subpoena that she denied yeah. ever getting, I I have never her her quote was I have never received a subpoena. Yeah, and then. Trey, Trey Gowdy provided, provided the subpoena he sent her, and so did uh, John Boehner. So, uh, yeah, here it is, uh, what do you do with that now? <laughs> uh, so much for people can and do trust me. What a lying sack of crap. And she said that with such conviction, as they always do. The Clintons yeah. do this on a regular basis, both Bill and Hillary. Uh, and so does Barack Obama, for that matter, and everybody in this administration. But it sh we, the difference is... We're finding out right away now about their lies. We're finding yeah. out almost in real time what liars they are. <laughs> and it still apparently doesn't make a difference to a lot of people. And by the way, this is why you have not had an interview with Hillary Clinton until now. She's been in the race for four right. months and there's been no national interviews because of this. Every time she's on television, mm -hmm. she screws up. She's terrible. She is. Look, Bill Clinton was amazing. He was an amazing candidate. A great, terrible a policy, a bad guy. guy. But a yeah, great yeah. politician. She yeah. does all the... She has terrible policies, probably worse significantly than Bill Clinton. And she is a terrible, uh, terrible, terrible politician. She's not good at it. Yeah. You know, some people have a natural vibe for these things. She doesn't. No, can, and, we, can we not forget the... I mean, do we all forget the... Uh the, the fake accents that she went mm -hmm. to, I don't get always tired. <laughs> tired. And, then, and then when she's about the patriotism, when she just starts screaming and we, she just sounds so shrill yeah. and awful. I mean, it's the Howard Dean scream so, signs right. a million. You're right about that one. That one is a absolute deal breaker, I believe. Um, and I think <laughs> they've kept that one under control. You've noticed she hasn't been screaming at all in this campaign. But, you know, dead broke. We were dead broke when we left. I mean, you get two weeks of terrible stories where she's barely even done an interview. And now she actually does an interview, and she yeah. comes on and says about a legal document. She says That's she's so it's easy to disprove. Right. She just doesn't know yeah. or care. I don't Did know. Did she think Gowdy and Boehner were going to protect her in that? Yeah. Well, we didn't make that. They didn't make that public, so certainly they won't now. Right. What? Well, it's like Bill Cosby. You know what I mean? It's like you have got these allegations. You know you on record have said yes to drugging women. Yeah. And then uh, you just sit here for the last couple of years and say, no, this is ridiculous. These are insinuations. I can't believe it. And it's like, well, don't you realize that's going to come out? It's the I'm telling you, it goes back to the dummy vote theory that I had. Like, they all, the politicians do these sorts of things because they view most of the people as just the dummy vote. And it's the people who don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. And then at election time, they kind of get into it. and they just watch. So they just double down and say whatever. Right. They don't, why bother explaining all the crap when only the people who have already probably decided are going to even care yeah. about that it? That works if you have enough time. That, yeah. that, that uh, delay tactic where you just keep denying and denying and denying, knowing that eventually down the road it'll come out. But then by then nobody will care right. because they, the story's they, over. And Obama has and you'll laid, just say old news. Yeah, that's, that is exactly But you have to have time. She yeah. didn't, she, it was the next day <laughs> when this stiff stuff came out on her. Yeah, yeah. So, it's amazing. And looking at this North Carolina thing for a second, you brought up, if I were to start at Ted Cruz, who you know, is probably my number one guy, uh, and then look at the polls, I think with one exception, I would actually name them in the exact reverse order. Uh, yeah. Listen to this. Ted yeah. Cruz, number one. Let's say Rand Paul, two. Marco yeah. Rubio, three. Ben Carson, four. Mike Huckabee, five. 
The one exception, I would say, is Scott Walker, who's doing pretty well there. But then Jeb Bush and then Donald Trump. I think, with the exception of Scott Walker being in the middle of that, I'd name them in the exact opposite order that North Carolina is. Yeah. That is, uh, and that's a problem. And a big pro- part no of that problem is Donald Trump, which is why we're hammering it. You know, we did uh, you know this big takedown of Trump uh, on TV the other night, and it's like it, it's needed. That needs to be stated for the record. You need to understand mm-hmm. who you're getting behind. You would never accept this from any other candidate in the field. Never. It's like Donald Trump has this, you know, because he's a celebrity and because he's rich and because you know who he is, people are like, oh, well, you know what, everyone's attacking him. And we're getting to the point now where when you say Donald Trump supports a pathway to citizenship for the illegal immigrants you're so opposed to, when you say that, they say, stop talking, stop attacking Trump. It's like, wait a minute. If you like Trump for his comments on the border, I assume you have a tough policy on the border. He doesn't. He's saying these things without the policy to back it up. It's the worst possible combination of attributes. And in North Carolina, uh, 66% of those who identify themselves very conservative have a favorable opinion of Donald Trump. Ugh. 66%. So this is who, this is the crowd we're working on here. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Like, I, there are a lot of people who watch this show that understand it. I mean, we're going to go over the poll results to, uh, tomorrow's radio show. We should, t- we should take the we should take the poll uh, take the poll together. Yeah, I like to yeah. I like to hear where Dan comes down on some of yeah. these guys too. Um, but like, it, you know, you go through this whole thing, and it's like generally our audience seems to see through him. But you know, there's a lot of people who are would call themselves very conservative that listen to this show and still back Trump. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how you're there. You know, maybe it's just a fun thing you do the year before the election. And, you know, look, in a few months, we'll figure this out and we'll get past it. That's probably the case. But I think we need to make the case so that happens as fast as possible because he's ruining the coverage of this election. People who are just regular conservative voters that want to get information, all they're hearing about is what is Scott Walker's opinion of Donald Trump? What is Marco Rubio's opinion about Donald Trump? What is Ted Cruz's opinion about Donald Trump? Who cares? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I frankly don't. Yeah. Is yeah. it possible that I mean, because I love North Carolina, the state. It's beautiful. Beaches are beautiful there. Is it possible that life is just so good in North Carolina that you're just enjoying it so much that you are kind of just down? Eh, I kind of like. Yeah. Trying to do that show, right? Yeah. It's oh, he's, he's, he's loud, so hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've yeah. said we said this before. I mean, talk radio ratings in the summer. I mean, this is probably a good time for Glenn to be out if he was going to time it with his vocal cord thing because it's like talk radio in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's serious and you want fun. And that's why, you know, this show does a little bit better than some shows because we screw around a lot. But still, there's, there's an element of, like, I don't want to deal with the serious world right now. I want to be at the beach. I want to be at the pool. I want to barbecue. That's understandable. I think that is a big part of this. They see the name Trump. Oh, I like that guy. He's the guy from TV. He's, you know, he's been around forever. He's a Republican. He's, he's out. He, you know, he talks tough on Obama. Ah, sure, we'll go with him. And I think that's probably what's leading this right now. And, in, and also just general name recognition. You, you notice the way uh, you look at this, you got, you know, with Jeb Bush and Donald Trump at the top, obviously those are the two highest name recognition candidates. I mean, you've got one guy who's a brother of the president of the United States and another guy who's been a massive celebrity for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's our job to smear them now as best we can. Exactly right. I mean, like with truthful. Uh, with truthful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not smear. smear yeah. but yes, yes. I, I agree. I mean, I think it's time to, this, this is what's good about primaries is that this is when you look for the best candidate. You don't need to settle for Donald Trump yet. If Donald Trump becomes the nominee, which he will not, tweet me, World of Stew, and I will retweet yours when he is not the nominee. Uh, but, uh, or you can celebrate and rub it in my face when he is. But the bottom line is, you know, uh, when he is, if he's the nominee, then you can call up and make the case of, well, we need him, he's better than Hillary, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think I'm listening to it. Certainly not with Trump, I'm not. 
But at least you can make the point then. We have a primary for a reason. Pick the best guy. Look at all of them. Pick the best one. And we have a chance to do that this time. More Pat and Stu coming up. glenbeck.com or actually go to my, my facebook page stewfacebook.com we'll get you there um, and when you get there it's i don't know third or fourth post down at this point but uh you can find it and it uh and they send you to a list of 17 fabulous contenders for uh uh for president were we able to add, add the new guy gilmore gilcrestmore no he's not on mine jim gilcrestmore is not on this poll not on the poll all right, we'll have to put him on next month. But yeah. still, that is a tragic. I just I'll just assume he's an A plus oh. uh, because people. Jim Gilmore. Jim Gilcrest Moore Crest. Jim is it Jim Gilcrest or Jim Gilmore? Like it's the Gilmore. former Virginia governor. Yes, it's it is Gilmore. Gilmore. See, Dan actually knows it because he lived in Virginia in that yes. period. Yes, and uh, I was working at WRVA in uh, Richmond, and so he used to do his weekly governor show, and he was a jerk. I didn't like him. Oh, really? So, yes. Oh, so we have some information because I will say this: it's possible on the radio show. That some people, you know, these dumb cameramen over here, didn't even know if he was a Republican or Democrat. Because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he announced, and he actually did run in 2008 as well. Um, can you explain a little bit about how, how he was a jerk? Okay, I'm interested so, in this So this background. is a really, uh, this could be completely unfair. He actually could be the nicest man <laughs> in the world. But okay. in the interactions I had with him, he would, uh, I can remember one time where, I, you know, he kind of, I mean, I was the producer there, so there's this little tiny studio, and he'd come in to do his thing, sitting right next to me, and I'd be like, oh, Mr. Governor, how you doing? And, you know, I think I actually went to shake his hand, and he just had a donut in his hand and just didn't even attempt. <laughs> like, it was one of those, <laughs> yeah, right. it was so awkward. We were, like, right. really close. It was, like, no reason not to shake hands, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and he just didn't do it. Like, he was like, hey. So he was one of those guys that like, didn't just, really care about the little person. Nope. Didn't care about uh, that, well, you can tell a lot, I think, about mm -hmm. people. But he that didn't talk to anyone. He didn't talk to. Him. I mean, mm -hmm. it was a very small room. It wasn't like a big. Deal, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, it should have been very conversational. Mm -hmm. I think almost any human being there, you'd have to be forced to talk. And he just didn't say a word to anyone. Not even the host. Not till the, till the mic went on. Nothing. Yeah, yeah just one of those just, guys. Uh, well, yeah. uh, to the point, the reason we were calling him Jill, Jim Gilcrestmore is that Pat couldn't remember if his name was Jim Gilmore or Jim Gilcrest in moments <laughs> after I said it. Uh, that it just became Jim Gilcrestmore. So there are 17 candidates in the field, including Jim Gilcrestmore. However, uh, there are only 16 on the poll because he announced after the poll was already posted, and we cannot update it. Um, one thing I was saying about the poll is it randomizes the order for everybody. So, like, you don't get the people at the top that get the most votes. It randomizes the order. Like, my first one on here is Bobby Jindal. It's probably not the same for you guys. Um, so it might be a little weird. But I think maybe we have uh, Dan, if you want to take the poll. Um, as we go through it, because you've heard our ratings on these guys uh, over the over the time. Might have changed, actually. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, wanna, so slightly, I think we should all top. put input, yeah. but maybe use Dan's list as a starter. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Dan, uh, so Dan, we'll lead you off. What? 
Who do, I, I'm still going. Who do you have this at the, is a great have at the top? Jeffy performance. You yeah, are filling is. the role this over there. Thing, it's making me sign up for a password for SurveyMonkey. No, it should, does not do that. I just took. I just answered. It just told me to grade all the candidates, which I just went through and did. Yeah. Yes. And then what would you do? And then I hit done, and then it should made me do a done, So you you were yeah, now you can't you see your results because you you've now clicked done and gone past. Why so, would I not hit done? Why because would I not we're doing we're doing a show. We're doing a show, Jeffy. I'm glad you're here. We're doing a isn't show. Isn't it supposed to give you the answer? Like, isn't it supposed to do <laughs> something? Is it the podium not... that does that to a person? It must be the podium. It must be the podium. I thought it was just Jeffy's. It just makes someone this butt stupid. This thing is really dumb. I mean, so you just want <laughs> no. to give grades on these guys? I mean, what do you... Yes, you, you submit it after we're done talking about it on national television. Like, we discuss it so you can see the, the things, and then you can click submit, and they'll go in. But right now, what we'd like to do is discuss... Okay. Our... <laughs> a little late, though, right? Now he's. Well, now he we'll give you the poll. names and hopefully you remember. Uh, right. How about that? I, I have the grades right here. I just went back to. I'm not that. Okay. Uh, I'm not that good. Much now like Jeffy, Jeffy would I, not have done that. Yes. I will say. Yeah. Jeffy so. would be on a porn site by now. Okay. Uh, so All you're right, not on see. a porn site. All right. Give me the person. Okay. All right. You start. All right. Get what's, this, what's the order that you had there? <clears throat> Who do you have at the top? Scott Walker is at the top. All right. Scott Walker. What did you give Scott Walker? Give him a B. A B. I don't know enough about him. I got an A minus. I know how he is. I like what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But I had I fell for the same trap with Chris Christie. I loved Chris mm. Christie on teachers' unions. I thought he was the best ever. Yep. Mm. He was the only one I'd ever seen stand up. We can get into this later. But right. then I found out every other issue. Yeah, but and we I hated had, him on every single we've one. We've had a lot of information so far on Scott Walker. We had I him on the air. We talked to him about his about his. He's great. Uh, right. He's policies. There are questions about some of these there things are, where he's, he's changed good. positions. But I think he's, he's good. good. I gave him a B as well. I mean that. I think he he can win me over. He's in one of those people that can win me yeah. over, but and he could governor. lose me too. He's he's governor, which I like. And and in a tough state, so, blue state. Yeah. I mean, I think by the way, he might be on the uh, radio show next week. We're oh, good. Uh, we're working on locking that. I've got an at an A minus. I think he's really good. Okay. So my next guy is Jeff. Bush. Oh, he would you get right. A plus or A plus plus? F. Okay. <laughs> me too. Wow. F, F for Shockingly, Jim. me too. Yeah. Uh, a third F. Uh, Bobby Jindal's next. Yeah. Jindal. Uh, gave him a B. That was a little generous. I just think he's not very exciting. I like him, but mm-hmm. he's kind of meh. Okay. He's, give, he's a solid A minus for me. I gave him a B plus. I like Jindal. I, I like him. I, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get. Uh, I like him a little, a tad more than Walker at this stage. But I think either one of those guys could win me over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Marco Rubio is my next. Okay. okay. Uh, gave him a B plus. Oh. I actually like Marco okay. Rubio. That's where I have him. Yeah. I have him as a B. Um, okay. Rubio. The only thing, his. I like Rubio a lot in a lot of ways. I think he's, as I've said, on paper, the best candidate in the entire field. Like, if you want a guy who actually could win, I think Marco mm-hmm. Rubio is a legitimate threat to anyone the Democrats run. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, the thing that's been shaking me a little bit, because the immigration thing is a big deal, and it's why he's probably not an A or an A- minus in a lot of people's polls. Um, but the, he is a little bit too much on that old-school conservative vibe of war and spying. And like that is, I will uh, to be perfectly clear. I'm the one that's changed here. You know, the party was there for a long time. Rubio is not uh, articulating positions that are outside of conservative mainstream. He's taking the more conservative option, I would say. But I, I've kind of gone that libertarian route a little bit more. So that one, I, I, that's the only reason I move him down to a B. Yeah, but I think he's the kind of a guy that could be talked into away from that position as he was you know it's as, as the tide sort of moves that way do you worry about the seemingly close ties with romney and other establishment characters with Ruby? i do and i worry about his gang of eight kind of stuff yeah uh yeah, he that's does the part do i don't like too but... willing to compromise with democrats his principles and 
I, I hate that. Yeah, I, hate that. I do see him as a top tier guy, though. I, yeah, he's oh, in yeah. That, he's he in, yeah, he's in a top. I he's mean, definitely look, a top tier guy. He gets a lot of points for being, you know, of uh, you know Hispanic sort of descent, and like it, just for the entertainment factor of watching Democrats try to pretend they're not racist while they're slamming him, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, be fun. and giving us all of the options to go. Oh, wait a minute, boy, that sounds racist of you. That would be fun. Um, so Who's next, Ted Cruz is next. Mm -hmm. Gave him an A. I get, I'm, I'm going to give Ted an A minus for me this month, which really? is the lowest I've ever given Ted. Yeah. He's been an A plus for me every me other too. month. Me too, until now. Uh, the only reason I'm, I'm backing him up a little bit, and he's still my top guy, I think. But, it's, you know, he's bothered me with a couple of, he's changed policy he and a couple gays. things. That's why you're doing No, no. The Donald Trump thing bothered me a little bit, but that's because I'm very anti-Trump, as many have seen. Um, I don't me. think he hates gays, though, Dan. I don't no, think that's You know, because that's what yeah. I was getting in the media related. Yeah. 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 It's weird. That is what you're getting. He does not. He went from A plus to A for me. Okay. And mostly based on... The Donald Trump stuff, mostly based on that. Yeah, just stay out of that. And you're okay with the the TPP TPA thing? Because yeah, because I think he got more information, and that's why he's hooked on that. Mm -hmm. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he deserves yeah, the benefit of the, the doubt. He does. Does. He does. Um, I gave him an A, not because mm -hmm. of the, I mean, the Trump stuff, whatever. But my knock on Ted Cruz is, I feel like he's he's almost like personality-less at times. Yeah. Like he's very, I mean, I love, his points are fantastic. That's why he's not doing better. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's like, why he's not doing guy, better. He has one of the most amazing life stories yeah. out of any candidate. He should be at 90% approval right now I mean, the in the Republican Party. Dad 90. was a Cuban revolutionary yeah. who wanted to fight in the mountains with Fidel Castro, and now yeah. his that guy's son is now in the running to be president of the United States and is a yeah. senator of the United States. And it's not like uh, we're, you know, you know, Barack Obama had some interesting connections with communists as well, but he's continuing those policies. This guy's <laughs> right. going the opposite way. A little different. Yeah, a little I mean, it's bit a great different. story. Right. And maybe the media would like him a little more if he didn't switch. Oh, oh, believe right. me, they would. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, John Kasich. No, he oh, yeah. sucks. Yeah. Everybody knows it. He's yeah. got. He's I an have F. gave him an F. Don't know much about him. But I gave him an F plus. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I yeah, um, just because F plus wasn't even a grade, and I just like using it. No. Right. All next. right. So Chris Christie's on here. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I gave him a C. Which was very wow, generous. Wow. And That's I'll tell you why. Really generous. I'll tell you why I gave him a C. Because he's the only one out of all the candidates who. Uh, did you watch his introductory no. speech thing that he did? It was like a video ad. It was like two mm -hmm. minutes. It was a very touching story of mm -hmm. him. Oh, yes, uh, I did talking watch about that. He's the only one who actually sounded, sounded real. Uh, whether it was real he's or not, I don't know. But he freaking sounded real. And I was like, man, that was great. Yeah. And, and I could see, you know. That yeah, moved and, me not at so, all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, not at all. But did you feel? Did you feel that like he? Was, I mean, because you don't like him on policy so much. Yeah. Did you feel that it, it, it felt real? Yeah, but I don't care. Right. I He's good at F. that. He is good at that. He's I will say, but real is very. But see, to to give you an idea of how scaled this is, like he would have been an F for me probably or a D. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I'm just so I just want someone who's real. And like even if his policies are something that I'm disagree, I, I want somebody who's going to go in there and go, look, this is what I believe, and screw you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, like, one thing I will say, um, and this is interesting, a way this poll is used. What what I said when we started it was. Don't try to predict what will happen. In other words, mm -hmm. don't give Jeb Bush an A-plus because you think he's going to win if you don't like him. But it is okay to apply whatever, you know, sort of uh, characteristic that you think is important to you there. And I think Dan is putting a higher uh, weight on can they win than I am, like, which is not mm -hmm. bad at all. I mean, I think that's a, it's a very sensible thing. But, like, like you like... Like, you've penalized Cruz a little bit because he's not, he doesn't have the great personality. You like Rubio because he's good at it. You like Christie a little bit more than you would policy-wise. That's totally okay. I right, think well, it's an interesting way to handle it. Well, I feel like electability is part of yeah, candidate it is, that you it want. Is. Like, it is. I, we end up mm -hmm. erring way too far on that side and making it all of about it, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. electability alone. Forget about what they believe in. I, I 
look at as a part of the puzzle. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back and finish up the rest of this in just a second. More of uh, the uh, presidential poll, and you can obviously tomorrow on the uh, radio show we're going we're going to announce the results, right? So you have mm -hmm. until then to take this poll. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, more patents too coming up. Triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, Stu, what was your grade on uh, Chris Christie? Uh, Chris Christie F plus. I changed. <laughs> okay. I moved Kasich to a solid F. I gave, the only reason I moved Christie up to an F plus was just because he is a little, the electability. There's a little. He's a little bit better than some of these other guys as far yeah. as the way he does things. But he's still an F plus. Yeah. Okay. Well, who's okay. next on your list? Next on my list is Rick Santorum. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Who right. uh, I supported in the primary last time around. Me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets an F for me now. An, an F? F. Yes. I don't even think he should be running. Why? Why? Why is he in an F? Why an Honestly, F? I'll tell you one thing. Uh -huh. I, I feel like um, I've kind of, I have evolved a little bit on uh, probably my spot on, like, social issues. I feel like he's just too, he's just too, uh, like, I'm more moving in the libertarian realm of a, of a Rand Paul where, like, just get, yeah. out of, get out of marriage. Just get out of it. You're giving them an mm -hmm. opportunity to come in. Like, now they're attacking. Like, that might have been fine back in the day when, mm. when we just wanted to, you know, you know, uh, kind of show the value of marriage and et cetera, et cetera. But now we're seeing that there's an open attack on it, so mm -hmm. wow. changing it. And so, like, I feel like that was a mis looking back on it to me, putting those sorts of things in was mm -hmm. a, is a mistake. And I, to I allow other people with you know different morals to come in and say, well, legislate this one too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm okay with uh, with knocking him down because of that. I'm just surprised you're going all the way to what He's well, still I, better I than a lot of these. He's certainly yeah. better than Jeb Bush, is he not? You have him tied. Uh, maybe, but I guess he loses lots of points because I feel like, come on, it's, he has, he, there, there's a no million chance. people here. You're not going to win. <laughs> you have zero chance. We, how many times have we talked about uh, this? A, mi a minute. It's, you are Men right with us in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, there, like, there's there no, is a perception on Santorum now that we've been there, done that. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and and yeah. I think most everybody is feeling that way because he's getting no love from anybody. Yeah. I've got him at a B plus Can actually, just because he's a decent candidate. He's a decent guy. He's a decent guy. Yeah. I like him. I'm just saying this time around. Just yeah, no. Yeah. Like, like yeah. for example, I know the first, this time the first tweet. The first tweet I saw from him was, "Check it out! Huge crowd at uh, you know whatever cafe they were at. There were like eight people there." <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. He's not. What well, you're you're really in that out and it, it, He's not going to win. Is what you're saying. Partially, and, and, and for some of his doing it, he had a chance. Yeah. Okay. And just, that ship has sailed. Where do you have him? I have him at a B minus. Okay, uh, Dan. <laughs> next up, Donald Trump. Donald uh, Trump. F. Flat F. I, I cannot get lower. F across F. the board. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. Uh, Carly Fiorina. Yeah. Where did you put I, Carly? You know, honestly, I don't know a lot about her. So she's a solid C minus. I gave her a C. Yeah, C yes. she's not good. She's not good. She's a border. I mean, she's good I, when I like we talk to her. Her policies are not good. If I was going to pick an establishment <laughs> ca ca uh, candidate out of the field of establishment candidates only, I would mm -hmm. pick her, I think. She's probably my favorite of that group, but it's still right. that group. Yes. Next. Okay. So next is Dr. Rand Paul. Okay. Rand Paul is a big uh, big mover in, uh, on this list for me. Yeah. All the way up. You, he was, from, an, was he an F or a D? I believe D? he was an F last time. <laughs> All the way up from letter F. <laughs> 
Rand Paul checks in at an A minus. Wow. Wait, wait, A minus. F for him last time? I think I had an F for what him. I'm not a Rand Paul fan. He doesn't like the really? McConnell endorsement I, stuff. I don't like that. Doesn't like him on the border. Don't. Uh, like that. You know, there's a, there's definitely a and and you just haven't you you have a trust issue with Rand Paul. I, I do. Yeah. You, don't, you don't buy some of you his do. stuff. And, yes. I, and the McConnell thing is a good example as to you know, there's yeah. something to that. I can see that. I, t- for me, I feel like it's a calculated move for him. I know, that, but that why do, this is a question I ask every Rand Paul. Play, you know, why do we accept that from him? Because, we don't I, accept believe, it from because I believe him on his value. I believe him on his views. Yeah. I don't believe these other guys. But what you're saying essentially is I, I, I trust him to lie to me the right times. Not, not and that's lie. A weird not, not, I wouldn't say lie, but I trust I. Tr- I mislead. trust him to play the establishment and get as much out of the establishment as he can to get him. Because yeah. I, I mean, look at his yeah. family. Look at his family history. I mean, you're telling me this guy's not a hardcore Republic, uh, libertarian. libertarian? No, he is. No, he is. He I mean, is. But quickly, because we're almost out of time. B plus. I gave B plus. A plus. A plus. Wow. He's my guy. He's the your tax, guy. Really? Right now, he's my guy. In the tax plan, won wow. me over that pick. I just wow. I'm going the libertarian route. I, nice. I well, hey, that's a good. That's good. That's very interesting. All right, we're, uh, we'll come back. We, we're going to do all the results on the radio program, but we have other news other than the presidential election too. We'll get to that on the Pat and Stu program with this fat Dan Andrews. <laughs> It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, you know, there's somebody we haven't spoken of uh, in a while, and, you know, she deserves recognition because she's a uh, douche Hall of Fame member uh, <laughs> in proud standing. And Debbie oh. Wasserman Schultz oh. says the most wonderful thing sometimes. She made a really good distinction on religious freedom. And I, you know, it, it's not something that's technically in the Constitution. Well, but I think we need to look at it now because here's what Debbie said. You shouldn't be able to turn people away based on who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's uh, it's important that no matter who you are, uh, who you mm-hmm. love, what the color of your skin is, you know, what your national origin is, we have uh, we're a nation of laws. And mm-hmm. um, yes, the marriage equality uh, decision is settled. Uh, love mm-hmm. is love, and now everyone in America enjoys the protection of the United States Constitution when it comes to. No who they choose to marry legally. God, that's that doesn't amazing. Stop it right that there. I can't let that go. I and Elizabeth- <laughs> she assigns a constitutional right to people who don't have one and takes it away from those who do. I can't take it. <laughs> we're a nation of laws, the last thing but we're about. not a nation of following the Constitution because she's rewriting it as she speaks. Yeah, I mean, what, that is unbelievable stuff. There's no right to marry in the Constitution. There's no right to marry. I, mean, if you want I don't to care if it's hetero or homo. Right. There's it's no not. right to marry. Yeah, and then not only that, but they, she says based on who you are, you can't turn someone. That's not what's happening. That is no not one, what happened. No one's turning someone away based on who they are. They're not saying, are you gay? Okay, well, I'm going to have to turn you around. There's, it's when you're telling them to engage in a something that they believe in deeply in a way that they don't right. believe in. Well, and, and, and we've that's seen... The, that's the problem. It's not, oh, well, I'm just turning away gays because they're gay. Like, that's right. just idiotic. Well, it's, it's funny because, you know, apparently, like, 
all these other cakes have been made. We've done, we've played some of the YouTube videos. People won't, they won't make a Confederate flag cake. They won't make a cake um, uh, uh, anti-gay marriage. That's not, you can't have that opinion. Like all these things that have happened, all of those are fine. But when it comes down to this situation, this one thing, you're, you're not allowed to do. And let's just mm. point out, the struggle is real, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're talking about freaking cakes. Yeah. Like, this is, this so is the best you've got. This is the biggest oppression you've got is cakes? Right. We had the, the pastor on. Was that today? I can't even. I'm losing track of uh, the days. But I think this is Pastor Swipe was his name? Uh, sorry, Reverend. Swimp. <laughs> Swimp. That's right. Reverend Oz Weepe. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Swimp, who uh, did warn about the dangers of bottomless pants. <laughs> They're coming, okay? Uh, but in, in, he also went into kind of a, a you know a rant about uh, he's a black person. He went through some of these things that were really real. He followed closely behind um, uh, civil rights leaders who had to deal with dogs being released against them, with hoses being turned on them, with not being able to ride in certain part of buses, blah, 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 blah. And those struggles are totally different. That doesn't mean that we don't improve ourselves and change things that we think are wrong. But to compare them to people who were being hung, who were being uh, uh, refused voting rights. It's insane. It's insanity. And insulting to blacks. It, it is. It's absolutely insulting. And I, if I were black, I'd be really pissed about this comparison. Because this is a comparison. Well, you're not they black are, and you're still pissed. They are comparing. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> they, uh, they are comparing... Uh, the gay movement to the civil rights movement movement of the 1960s, and it can't be. There is no. Comparison. It's different. It's different. It's completely Look, you different. Know, uh, that's completely not to say that, that uh, gays obviously have dealt with legitimate uh, bias at times in certain situations. It has happened. Uh, we know we went through some of the hate crime stats yesterday. There's uh, too many that go on, obviously, with gays mm -hmm. in the country. There are real things that go on. It's just that w what we're talking about here is whether you think gay marriage is right or wrong is different from whether it's the same thing as, you know, people being hung from trees. It's, I'm sorry, not getting a cake is not being hung from a tree. It's not the same thing. And not Stop getting it. a cake, not just not getting a cake like all around the country, at like one thousandth of a percent of places in the country. And yeah. like, for one thousandth of a percent of a reason you'd need the cake. Right. You oh, can get any other cake. You can get any yeah. other cake. And it's also it's only like a very small percentage of bakeries. Because, uh, I mean, I honestly, because I've said this before, if I owned a bakery, I would make a cake for a gay marriage. I, I would not have a problem with it. Uh, because, I, look, you know, it's, that's, that is not, I don't, that's not how businesses run. Every business in America, to me, and again, I know this is my opinion, it's probably the minority, but every business in America does things, sells th products to people for things that they don't like. You know, if you, mm. even if you don't agree with gay marriage, the cake is consumed after these people are married. It's a party that follows the marriage. That's where the cake goes. So, I mean, I, to me, and I said this to the guys from Sweet Cakes, uh, you know, look, I give them completely their decision to figure out whether they feel uh, comfortable with, themselves, with it themselves. But to me, I would. I wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. And, you know, look, I think people would say I'd be one of those people who would care. So, uh, you know, a situation where... Uh, even, I would say, the majority of Christian-owned businesses are probably just going to be like, look, uh, yeah, what, what do you want on it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the majority. Because the majority of people probably haven't even thought it out. You know? So the idea that one small percentage of one type of thing that for one specific event you can't get made, but you can get it made next door, likely, or at least down the street, 
it's just absurd that this is a story. Well, and think about it. it not only have they made it a story, they've turned it into a whole thing where it's Christians attacking gays. Right. And, and which is the frustrating thing, I think, for a lot of Christians, myself included. It's like that this thing has been, it's almost like the abortion argument, you know, how they kind of flip the words around. I mean, to make this into like this is like somehow that Christians are on a crusade uh, against gays. And it's like, yeah. I, I know I've been a Christian for 15 years and I can't, there was not one time where I really gave more than one second of a thought to, you know, uh, how, you know, about serving gay people differently, differently or yeah. anything else like that. It's just, it's well, absolutely it's, absurd that this has come into us attacking them. Yes. I mean, I just don't think, I think they're, they're pushing for acceptance. And then, you know, when some people don't, you know, want to accept that as, as the same, you know, definition of marriage, then they push back and say that it's a big yeah. Christian I, war, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it's not that. I mean, and look, people have to, there's also a, a constitutional right for your religious conscience, and you need to be able to express that, even if you don't agree with it. I mean, how many times have we talked about, there was a case they did in, um, in um, uh, the Supreme Court, went through uh, several years ago, which was about a guy um, who was, I think, Native American, uh, his religion. Peyote, they wanted to do peyote. peyote. They wanted to do peyote, an mm-hmm. illegal drug. Yep. And we went to the, they went to Supreme Court, and what they found is they are allowed to do it. Yeah. They are allowed to smoke or whatever ceremony. they do with peyote, an illegal drug. Yep. Um, and, you know, basically breaking the law because religious conscience is that important. However, you right. have to bake a cake for everybody. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so madness. ridiculous. And I'll give one more example of this, Pat, and I'm sorry to rant. Um, because we do need to get to Debbie Wasserman Schultz. We get to like 10 seconds of this clip. But like, <laughs> listen to, look at, the, look at the Confederate flag issue for a second. The coverage is so interesting. What's the coverage? Well, uh, this guy who was basically a conservative somehow went and shot all these people and he loved the Confederate flag. And all these Southern hick conservatives want to keep the flag up there. Uh, bottom line is, when you look at the facts of the story, Democrats put the flag up and Republicans took it down. Period. Mm-hmm. Republicans voted. It was 36 to 3 in, in a m- largely red state in the Senate. And it was ju- almost as it was 78 to 20 or something in the House. Overwhelming majorities uh, in both houses in South Carolina to take it down. And it was Democrats that put the thing up in the first place. So don't tell me that, uh, you know, these things, I, we have to ignore these things and not fight for them. Because in, in reality, the coverage does matter. We can't, we, you know, sometimes Glenn gets on those kicks where he's like, well, look, I don't care about the media. I don't care what they say. Well, you know what? You got to care what they say. And we tell them that all the time. You got to care because this is where people are getting their information. Not everyone just watches the police, although you should. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, let's listen to the good points from Debbie Wasserman. Mm. Schultz, see if we can get through this. <laughs> turn people away based on who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's... Uh, it's important that no matter mm. who you are, uh, who you mm. love, what the color of your skin is, you know, what your national origin is, we have, uh, we're a nation of laws. And um, yes, the marriage equality so uh, decision is nation settled. Uh, love is love. And now everyone in America enjoys the protection of the United States Constitution when it comes to mm. who they choose to marry legally. Mm. That doesn't mean that churches and religious institutions uh, you know, have to conduct same-sex marriages. And it doesn't mean that religious institutions aren't yeah. able to practice their own values. Hmm. But in this country, 
we do not allow people to discriminate. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, where the, the important distinction needs to be drawn. That's the distinction is more as it relates to churches and religious. They don't need to make the cake. Not making a cake is discrimination. But uh, uh, pe people saying, I won't marry you in the church is not discrimination? You're telling me they're not going to make that case? Well, yeah, because and, a church, sure. same exact thing. <laughs> a church has religious rights. An individual doesn't. That's the distinction That's they're going to try to make right, right. now. For well, now. Uh, it's madness. For now. And in 10 that years, when they've abandoned that distinction, <clears throat> we will play this video of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and she <clears throat> will say, I've evolved on that. You're, it was wrong for me to make the separation between a religious group. Yeah, nobody and, has. No. Right. Nobody no one has. has right. You have to do whatever. whatever, whatever well, I'm is. sorry. I do not accept that, that individuals don't have the right to religious freedom. Show me that. In the Constitution, you can't. It's the reverse. It's the reverse. It's specifically the reverse. Good gosh, this is unbelievable. Mm. And we're a nation of laws. How ironic from a Democrat to be spewing that nonsense. When have they ever believed that, that we're a nation of laws? They don't give a rat's ass about the border. No, the laws we have on the border, they don't care about the immigration laws. They don't care about identity theft. They don't care about tax evasion. They don't care about any of that when it, when it concerns an illegal immigrant. They were a nation of laws. Shut up. How does she even have a place in the national forum? It's unbelievable. What a buffoon she is. Can we roll the clip of when she said the same thing after DOMA became law? <laughs> yeah. Uh, back Probably in the 90s? not. Oh, wait, no, we don't have that. <laughs> Probably not. But it's not just Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Also, this first openly gay senator, uh, Democratic Senator Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, saying exactly the same thing. She is saying Congress... Uh, the the laws apply to religious institutions, not to individuals. Is, so this is a new talking point for the left. Mm -hmm. that, oh, oh, yeah, you've got religious freedom at church all you want, but as soon as you leave the church, sorry, your religious freedom ends at the doorway. <laughs> and progressives do a decent job at uh, oh, not foreshadowing their future arguments. You know, I mean, mm. it happens. We've, you catch them from time to time. You've played uh, Pat, the uh, activist, who said, "Look, there should be. I, I want the marriage, institution of marriage destroyed." And we played mm -hmm. Barack Obama back in the day, saying he wanted single payer health care. <laughs> uh, but you know, generally speaking, when people are in the uh, progressives are in the movement, yeah. they will they will they be very it. careful. She will come out and make what seems like a convincing case of we would never go after churches, never, 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 no, 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 until they're going after churches. And at that point, they say, "Look, you know." When you don't have principle, and their argument is based on just we're progressing, things are evolving, everything's changing all the time, it's almost not even a flip-flop. Because you know what? Mm -hmm. I didn't believe that then, but I believe it now because I because the I evolved. What was the, what was the uh, Janet Napolitano uh, thing? Well, the arc of history uh, <laughs> hadn't arrived to that moment yet, but now it has. That's pretty good, Jen. That's a great. <laughs> I work on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, First Amendment, especially the Establishment Clause, reads: uh, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It doesn't differentiate. It doesn't say anything about churches. It doesn't say anything about individuals. It just means we have religious freedom, period. And you can't restrict that freedom at all. So I, I don't know how they're trying to, I don't know how they get away with this. And you got to, I'm sure you have a like-minded interviewer who just sits there, mm, yeah, okay, that sounds like a pretty good argument. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I mean, come on, you don't challenge her on that? 
You don't pull out the First Amendment and read it to her? That's, oh, no, I mean, this is crazy. CBN News, though, right? CBN News. Is that News. who that was? Yeah. The Christian yeah. Broadcast Network? Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe they're just giving her a chance to say these things. Wow. Um, I mean, that's crazy. But, yeah. That's crazy. And maybe they came back to it, too. We didn't play the whole interview. I don't know. Possibly. But, uh, you know, you, you expect CBN to be all over that. Uh, I don't know. It's not, a, it's not a distinction that exists. You have to be able to practice. I mean, you have to be able to practice your, you know, beliefs. I mean, that is, it's central to who you yeah. are. If, if, if your faith isn't central to who you are, then why do you have it? Yeah. There's no reason. It's not like because Sundays are so awesome when you're at church. It's not because you can't think of other things you want to do on the weekend. That's not why you have faith. You can, we all can fill those weekends with a lot of really fun stuff. But you're supposed to have faith because you're supposed to be doing it throughout the week and living your life and keeping yourself and your, yourself in line and, and doing things that are good for the country and good for people and, and you, know, uh, you know, having a deep faith. That's, that's what it's for. It's for your life. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the uh, kind of like how they do at the universities with the free speech zones. I'm looking forward to the uh, religious freedom zones. Ooh, that's we'll just nice. have little areas where we can walk into them yeah. and we can be all free, all we want in those little yeah, because yeah, you're at, you're there. I mean, that's got to happen, right? Like, eventually, they just build walls around churches. If you cross this, you might hear a word that you don't like. Yeah. And, and once you're inside the walls, you're allowed to talk freely about your beliefs. Yeah. I mean, you get to that point eventually. You talk about telegraphing arguments, and they and they that's one they always say is to keep your religion at home. Just keep it at home. Mm-hmm. Well, what that what's that all about? I mean, I should be able to. Why, why do I have to keep it at home? I have to listen to your crap that you spew every day. Yeah. And because they evolve, they'll take it away from churches too. That, I mean, if, if we allow this to happen, they'll take it away from churches, too. More Pat and Stuart coming up. Where's the food? It's coming. It is coming? Yes, we have a spoon set. With spoons? Spoons. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Pat and Stu, somebody we've talked about a few times, and, and I think we talked about this earlier this week uh, with uh, Keith Olbermann. What was the deal on him? Why did we have him on? We talked about him this week. He, uh, I think we played one of his commentaries, and then the issue was did, that the did ESPN we? didn't want him to do commentaries. Anymore. Yeah, that's right. Because he was, you know, he was being critical of. I mean, we we're saying if you have Keith Olbermann, why, why would you? want him if he's not going to do commentaries. He doesn't do anything else well. I mean, I don't think yeah. he does commentaries well either, but at least he's known for that. So he tied in, I don't know, something to a political deal, and they really don't want him talking politics because they don't want to divide their audience against him. Right. I, I, I don't blame him because it, it's like Top 40 Radio. Top 40 Radio, you don't really get political, at least not partisan politics, because you want to keep as much of the audience as you possibly can on your side. Uh, it's the same with sports, and every time these guys talk politics, they divide their audience into conservative and liberal, and you get people tuning out. So it's just not a good idea to talk politics on sports stations, which he does, and they didn't want him to, so they fired him. Yet again. They're parting ways. Uh, ESPN announced yesterday that Sports Network would part ways with Keith Oberman, uh, ending his show later this month. Keith is a tremendous talent. Uh, no, he's not. Who has consistently done timely, entertaining, and thought-provoking work since returning to ESPN. While the show's content was distinctive and 
extremely high quality. We ultimately made a business decision to move in another direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you really don't want a tremendous talent who consistently uh, does timely, entertaining, thought-provoking work. You don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, they it, hate his guts, and he's impossible yeah. to work with. And, of course, the issue is they didn't have it. They didn't actually have Those are all lies. Right. The statement is that, just a giant right. lie. It wasn't quality. It wasn't consistent. He's not a good guy. Not and a they good got guy. rid of him just like every other place gets rid of him. Every time, it's always because... Every, every time. Time. Uh, uh, he went from uh, ESPN the first time and got fired in terrible circumstances. MSNBC mm -hmm. got fired in terrible circumstances, also was suspended around the way. The Correct. first time at MSNBC, the same thing happened. Didn't he also get the same issue at Fox Sports Network in between there somewhere? I think so. He went to Current and he got fired. Uh, in fact, the Current one, they didn't hold back. Yeah. They're saying he was a terror. Do we have the quotes from the current guy? It's yeah. in this one of these. Uh, I think it's the Blaze article that had it. I forgot how bad they were. I can pull it up here as we're talking. Well, remember, Stu, uh, which place was he at? I mean, because we've overlapped with lots of producers over the years and some that have worked for him and said that he would do things like you would not be allowed. To, only one producer was allowed to talk to him, like the senior producer, and then everyone else had to, like, Put notes mm -hmm. and like and like type up a note or something if you wanted to pitch something or whatever and like put it under his door. You weren't even allowed to be in the same room. Yeah, as yeah. yeah was the, he put a mailbox <laughs> on the outside of his door? Yeah, that was. Yeah. And people couldn't talk to him. They just had to put notes in the mailbox. Then he would come out and collect them and walk back in and not talk to any. Now of his that people. sounds like a fantastic work environment. <laughs> you know, and some of that stuff can get blown out of proportion, especially if it's somebody you don't like. But I mean, we've heard that from multiple people who've worked for him. Um, and worked around him. He is not well. And, and look, every every place he's left has been in some circumstances like this. You know, uh, I never, with the exception of those early sports center days, I never thought he was good. But when I was a kid, I remember thinking he was sarcastic and funny, and I, and I liked it when he was talking about sports. As soon as you get into this, I'm a huge partisan. It's difficult to, to do those sorts of things. Right. But you look at him now, he's just not good anymore. No. I mean, he's not even good if you like the material he's saying. He's just a bad broadcaster. And, like, look, I know something about bad broadcasting. Believe me. I'm here. I mean, work with Jeffy. We suck. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so we get that. Um, here, we embrace bad broadcasting. And that's a different uh, right, We're honest motif. about it. The truth lives here. We'll tell you when we suck. We'll, we'll tell you when we suck, which is often. Uh, <laughs> I don't see the Olbermann story on here, of course. Uh, but in there, it was like the comments for Current were like, he was a... Oh, here it is. <laughs> you got to hear these. These are yeah. great. Don't forget a sex scandal, too, Stu. Remember that one? Uh, for this relief? I give thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, never confirmed. But uh, Oh, I'm sure it wasn't true at all. It didn't sound like him at all. No, it sounded exactly yeah. like him. Uh, of course, find the current. It's not on that story. No, so, of course. Okay. And I would say it's true because no person in their right mind would ever admit that they slept with Keith Olbermann. No, that's what I was thinking too. And and she quoted him in a perfect Keith, Keith Olbermann style. Right, and she I wasn't mean, some sophisticated no. poli politico that was going to realize what she was doing. Like no. this was just unwittingly being the perfect witness. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Uh, also, Alan Grayson is running for the uh, open Senate seat in Florida. This should be good. He says uh -oh. his race will last until the end of time. His campaign is going to be so good that I guess people will remember it till the end of time. Here's what he had to say. We've demonstrated that my kind of politics, politics that actually helps people, mm -hmm. that actually does good things for people in their everyday lives, is exactly what people are looking for, not just in central Florida, but I think all around the state. Well, it's surprised. the winning formula. Forgive me, uh, were you surprised by John Morgan's concerns, the political suicide? No, look, you know, look, uh, John likes to, has a flair for the dramatic, uh, but you can't argue with facts, and the facts are that we're winning by a wide margin in the primary, 
and that poll after poll shows that I'm ahead against the Republicans in the general election. It's not going to be easy. There's be. a lot of work ahead. There always is. And what John's trying to say is that I have a seat in, in Orange County and in Osceola County that I could have for the rest of my life. And running statewide is always going to be a gamble. That's just the way it is. But I think we can take the same kind of, of service politics, service ethic, and take that nationwide, uh, statewide, uh, make sure that people understand this is the IT campaign of 2016, uh, just as Elizabeth Warren's campaign was the IT campaign in her race. And it's going to be famous. Uh, what people see that mm -hmm. us doing yes. this race is going to is going to exactly. live till the end of time. This is going to be the we first race, the, the first real political race of the 21st century. <laughs> I bet it. What? I bet That's it accurate. will. Oh, uh, you know, I love how, by the way, he centers his campaign on service. He's like, this is all about service, but I'm going to get a lifetime appointment out of this sucker. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you know, he's going to be there. To, you know, he's going to have this seat till the end of his life. Like, what? Alan, Alan Grayson is certifiably insane. Yeah. He can't Period. possibly be he, leading the race, can he? I, I have not looked at any of the polls yet. We can. I mean, he wow. is a, probably a known quantity. It's so early. There's probably no Republicans running that have been that are big names. I haven't heard of any. Have you? Uh, maybe there yeah. are. Uh, I, you know, look, this is not a, a you know a race anyone's focusing on right now. But Alan Grayson, I mean, like he, you know, it's the we, it campaigns too. We, we, you know, just the stuff that he went through with his wife is bad enough yeah. uh, that I think when people start learning about it, it's, he, if he, Alan Grayson wins the Senate seat in Florida, we need to remove Florida from the union. Oh, no doubt about they that. They need to be uh, I, I, just severed from the United States of America. <laughs> uh, I say we do that. We start that campaign right now so that the people of Florida know where they stand. If they take this extreme measure, wasn't he the absolute first inductee into the douche hall of fame? He was. Wow. I would say. I think he was. If there's any person mm -hmm. that really, because look, there's a lot of dumb, annoying people in the world yeah. and in politics, in particular. But, but Alan Grayson personifies it. the yeah. douchiness that we're talking about with the douche hall of fame. I mean, talking about how great he is, he's the center of uh, of the world. This will last forever. I'm, I, me, 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 me. Look at me. And this isn't even him. This is him at like 12 miles an hour. He's not even a 60 yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, this is nothing. Yeah, and listen to this. He called it the it campaign that everybody needs to get behind. Listen to how Politico, their headline about him running. Democrats' primary nightmare comes true. Alan Grayson runs for Senate. <laughs> Everyone's behind him. Uh, here, oh, here. He was the very first inductee to the Douche Hall of Fame. This is uh, Rubio. No. That's not it. That's a... Uh, Try to find the actual poll that he's talking about. See if I can find one from Florida. It would be interesting. He claims he's ahead. He's leading the race for the de for the de Democrat nomination, and he claims to be ahead of every Republican in head-to-head -head competition. That's he, he does amazing. To, okay, so true. it looks like well, Lopez Cantera. Anyone ever heard of that? No person. No. Uh, I think that's an, there isn't a, a poll here where he leads Lopez Cantera. 37 to 31. Is that the Republican However, or Democrat? However, the other Democrat, <laughs> and this is typical Alan Grayson, the other Democrat, Murphy, leads Lopez Cantera 40 to 28. He is half the lead. Now, I don't know who Lopez Cantera is. I'm sure nobody else does uh, at this point. Um, but he, the other candidate who's a Democrat has bigger leads over the Republicans in all of the polls. He's such a douche. <laughs> this is how you get to be the first oh, inducted into the douche hall of fame. 888 back. More patents too coming up.
727 back and it's Pat and Stu. Uh, according to Mental Floss, hmm. <laughs> this is fun because there's been so many, so much news and so many uh, reports and hysteria about shark attacks. This seems to happen almost every summer. And in North Carolina, several people, nobody's been killed, I don't think, right? They, they've just been bitten. There have been injuries due to shark attacks. And then they're trying to blame global warming. Uh, I, I can't take I it. I did think one person died. I could be wrong on that. But it wasn't. It's not it's like possible. 500 people it, it, died. No. And Mental Floss made a list of 11, you know, mundane objects that statistically are actually deadlier than sharks. Sharks kill, on average, less than one person every two years in, in the, the United US. States. Wow. <laughs> less than one Every two years it's a in big, the U.S. Big ocean. <laughs> right. They usually find their space. Yeah. It is. Uh, okay, so number one on the list, deadlier than sharks statistically, a bed. Beds are deadlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. Falling out of bed isn't just annoying, it's quite dangerous, and it kills 450 Americans every year. Mm -hmm. Not less than one every two years, 450 mm -hmm. <laughs> per year. Uh, how about balloons? Now, a lot of people would say, well, I, like, I'm scared of hot air balloons, too, and I don't want to uh, go up there. They're scary. It will fall out. My, uh, you know, I, I've never been on a hot air balloon, but, you know, people are afraid of heights. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're not talking about hot air balloons. We're talking about just the balloons you have at your kids' parties. Those kill uh, between two and five people in the United States, which, again, you're talking between four and ten times as many as <laughs> sharks. Uh, number three on the list, ladders. There are 113 Ladder-related uh, fatalities every year in the U.S. I am convinced that's how I go, by the way. I am well, uh, very ladder. convinced I fall off a ladder and die. Like, I'm, I, I'm yeah. really weird about that. Really? Yeah, like because you know, like my uh, my son will throw a ball up in the gutter, and I have to go up in the ladder and do it. Like we used to have this like high ledge in our house. Make him go get it. He threw it up there. It's <laughs> a great point. I never right? even thought of it. He's only right? three, but still, yeah, kids get like him up climb. there. Yeah, they like you know. that. Uh, the I, same thing. We had a um, a high like shelf for a, like a christmas tree that i had mm -hmm. to use a ladder to get up and i almost one time bit it doing this like putting this it was like a, it was like a um we had like an open to the ceiling sort of uh, foyer type of situation in my last house so mm -hmm. it was like like kind of like two stories you could see all the way to the top and so there was this one like uh basically like shelf where we could put a full size christmas tree because it was you know basically open dead space so during christmas we would put it and there's there was a cool window there so you could see it from the outside and i put it up every year in one time Holy crap, I almost bit it. Like, it was like just that one split second from, uh, you know, you lose your balance, it starts to slip, you grab onto something. If you don't grab onto that thing perfectly, it's over. Like, mm -hmm. you're at least severely injured. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. uh, luckily, I, I heroically was able to <laughs> get past that. But, I mean, it's, it's, it, that, I, I have a serious fear about that one. Well, you are nimble. We know you're a Canadian sports hero. And so you were able to use those <laughs> skills <laughs> Thank you. in order to I'm, save I'm your glad. life. So that's not surprising to that. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, number four on the list, televisions. Yeah, I'm a little. That's another one I, I can feel a little bit because I got little kids. They run around. They don't. They're not careful. They, you know, there's no. Not, they're yeah. not. A, she's not. Ainsley's not a careful two year old. You know what I like about the about the uh, the, the flat screen TVs we have now is that that's not likely to happen as much anymore. I wouldn't think. I, I, think, I think that's think it's e the opposite. Yeah, actually. it's easier to tumble uh, unless they're mounted so? on the wall. Yeah. You know, well, if they're, if they're I would sitting... think it was the big tubed ones, you know, that were that weighed like nine thousand pounds. Yeah, you yeah. can't tip them. Though. And but if you're if you have it on a cabinet or something, the whole cabinet can fall on you, and the the TV climb comes on down. Because the they'll, they'll climb yeah. on it. Yeah, I guess. 
And if it tips over on you, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, that's going to kill a kid. I, I think there are now some of the TVs are light enough that you wouldn't die that's from it. That's what I'm thinking. But still, I mean, they, they can tip so much easier because it's just a straight thing going up. But in right. 2011, 29 people were killed by falling wow. TV sets. Yeah. That's, Is that a worry? I, you, do you worry about that one, Dan? I, I do with little kids because you have little kids as well, including congratulations, a very little yeah, uh, son uh, that uh, just came a couple what, a week ago, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I've lost track of all time and <laughs> mm -hmm. space. Uh, I'm in that zone of not sleeping, so mm -hmm. it's uh, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't worry about that one. We're actually just we're weird. Not, not big TV watchers, so I don't have a lot of big TVs around the house. So. But you have a TV. I mean, really, it's... You have a TV, but it's in a cabinet, and they don't... Oh, it's in a cabinet. That's, yeah. that's good. That'll, that'll do it. We have, we, we have one in our bedroom, which is not a, a gigantic TV, and it's an LCD, so it's fairly light. Um, but it's on... I currently don't have it mounted, and I'm thinking I need to mount it, because it's on, it's on, like, a big dresser. But mm -hmm. if they climb up the dresser, the whole dresser could come up. I mean, mm -hmm. that's... You know, I'm there. The other one is I have, um, years ago, the first big flat screen I ever bought was a plasma. Those freaking plasmas are heavy. They're yeah, not they like are. the LCDs. Right. And it's this big, I mean, it's a big one. I got it uh, at a, um, like a Costco or something as a display model, so it was way cheaper than it should have been. And I guess, so it's huge. It's awesome. I love it. But the thing, uh, it, that thing falls on you. It's got to be over 100 How many inches sure. is it? I want to see it's you know, and this is back in the day. I keep threatening to buy an 80 inch TV. Yeah, this one was a 60. Like, We're not getting it one that big. We don't need one? one that big. The 40 thing. The what? With all the new? What the 40, the, yes. Yeah, yeah. New. Yes. I, I, I want the one with everything in it. Yeah. I, you know, everything comes with it, and it's 82 inches or whatever they are. Uh, and we got it. No, we We got enough TV. We're not gonna get that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I swear, I'm gonna. One day, I'm going to buy an 80 inch television set. And I don't oh. care who it falls on. I no. don't care. Well, because I, you know, right, screw, screw them. If, they, yeah. if it falls on right. you, it falls on you. I'm still watching yeah. it. That's right. Uh, Except they're going to be in trouble for knocking the damn thing over. Yes. Exactly right. Be Especially if it's broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, some, but, like, the new, there's a new 70-inch TV um, that, uh, that I've seen, and it's, like, way lighter than this. This one was 63 inches, the, the first one I bought. The pla but it's plasma. The plasmas nice. are heavy, man. I mean, they are yeah. fall on you. Are I remember heavy. lifting that thing into the house, and it was it's because it's it's like 130 or 140 pounds, which is you know that being itself, you got to have a couple guys probably to do it. But it's such an awkward thing to carry. It's a straight up panel. You're like under. It's just like not comfortable to carry, and it was a pain in the ass. That thing falls on you, especially if you're two or three years old. Um, so we have. I mean, it's in a place where I think it's perfectly safe, but I still get worried about it. Yeah. Uh, the next one's kind of a weird one. Al Jazeera talked about this. The other day on their on their uh, mocking thing. Oh, the bashing America thing they did. Yeah, yeah. We're number one in lawnmower deaths every year. Um, of course we are. We have a, of course we mow lawns. We have big houses. Okay. Seventy-five people die right. from lawnmowers every year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how yeah. that happens. Yeah, maybe a hill you tip, but I, I mean, I'm, of course Al Jazeera can make fun of that because they just have dirt and yeah, sand. Dirt, so right? You don't mow dirt. To mow. Yeah. yeah. You don't you may rake dirt. I bet they're probably ahead of us in raking accidents. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, Al Jazeera, your people are cutting people's heads off over yeah. there. So let's just ease back yeah. on the lawnmower We have less jokes. decapitations mm -hmm. by the beach uh, <laughs> while we <laughs> occasionally fall into a lawnmower. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, how about vending machines? Um, look, when a vending machine pisses you off, I have no problem dying that way. That's the way to go. If you're gonna, if you really want something out of a vending machine and it falls on you, you know what? That's God's choice. That's it's only 37 deaths mm -hmm. <laughs> since 1978, though. That's not that many. I mean, that's that's not very many. Is that? I guess statistically, it's more than sharks. I, I'm not seeing how that. One, I, all the other ones so far, I've pictured a scenario where it could happen. Uh, well, because if something gets stuck and people rock the vending machine rock, back yeah. and forth oh, to get it to okay. come out, 
and then sometimes it tips over and kills okay. it. So. How about swing sets? That I'll one try I can definitely see. Yes. Uh, swing sets, yes. But only 20 people per year. I'm actually kind of encouraged by that. a really weird story the other day where a disturbed mother uh, had her child, I think a two-year-old child, and pushed her in a swing, pushed him in a swing, for two days. What? Two days. Pushed this kid in a swing for two days, and the kid died. What, from like a thirst or I kind of brought down or? the house, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's sort wow. of. That yeah, was, uh, it's from uh, dehydration and mm. something else. I forget what the other thing was, but dehydration was one of the deals. Apparently, didn't feed the kid, didn't give the kid yeah. something to drink, didn't let him go to the bathroom, pushed him on the swing for two days. That's, I mean, that is uh, horrific. That's really torture. Yeah. Legit yeah. torture. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, now sad I want to kill myself. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, yeah thanks you're welcome. Lot. Happy to do that That's for That's like you. one of those things where like, you wonder how does someone push someone on a swing for two days and no one notices in the know. neighborhood or anything? Finally, somebody did. Somebody called the police and they, they called 911 and then they said, hey, this woman's been pushing her kid for like a long time, a, like a ridiculously long time. Maybe you might want to check on it, but, you know, because they kept driving by, and I think they just noticed her a few times, and then they're like, wait a minute, didn't I see yeah. her two days ago? And she's still yelling red rum every time. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know what's going it's on. It's really sad. It's kind of like those, well, the, one of those things, that those New York stories that come out all the time, and they become big stories like, a man, I saw this one the other day, a man who was homeless tried to stop a burglary and was stabbed in the process went around the corner and fell to the ground and n multiple people walked by him and didn't help him that is just a story of someone who's never been to new york yes. like it's that's yeah. only a story to someone who's never been to new york because there are homeless people on the ground everywhere you don't know if no. if, that, if they're the if they're the ones that are stabbing or have been stabbed a and B, whether they're just asleep. They're sleeping on the ground all over the place. Yeah, it is not notable to see a homeless person sleeping on the ground. That is right. what happens in that society, by That's the way, right. run by liberals for a zillion years. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, that is what it is. There's no, that is not, like, people are like, oh, a man run the subway, and he was dead, and did not, no one did anything for eight hours. Yeah. So? That would, you, <laughs> what are you going to do? People fall asleep oh, on the subway. Oh, they fall asleep on the yeah. subway. You wouldn't notice it. It's I, like, I've it's, seen it happen before where there's a guy, and you're like, wow, that guy looks dead. And some people go up to him and they're like, "You can they get the hell away yeah, oh, from me!" Yeah. Ah, and they go into this. You're crazy risking your life. Oh, totally like risking You're your life. Risking your the life. other thing with that too, real quick, is the uh, musicians. They'll always show our. Oh, look at this! A, a top, uh, you know, uh, classical pianist or, or classical violinist was playing in the subway. No one stopped. I want to get home. I don't. I'm not yeah. sitting there for entertainment <laughs> on the subway platform. I don't care if you're freaking yeah. Pavarotti out there. Yeah, well, you get the hell just out of here. I'm trying on, to go home. What was it on Fallon? You uh, too. Yeah. They got you got him to do that. And there were some people who actually did stop for you too before well, realizing yeah, who yeah. they were. And once you realize who they are, were, sure, people are going to stop. It's freaking you too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if it's a concert pianist, even if I realize it's the concert pianist, I'm still walking. Yes. Yeah, I, I just want to go home. I want to go home. I probably, I, I'm not sure I would have cared even if it was YouTube. I would have stopped. I mean, for maybe I would have stopped for YouTube, but if I want to go home, you know, and we've been working for 12, 14 hours, I think I'm just getting on the train. Yeah. I'm stopping I for a I short time. I like you too, but so I might have stopped. But if it's any, you know, if it's like Bruce Springsteen or something, oh, no, I'm not well, stopping for that. Okay. He sucks. Bad example. Mm -hmm. yeah, bad example. Bad example. Uh, 1,600 <laughs> people die from uh, falling down the stair, stairs uh, every year. That's a lot. 1,600? Mm. You know, I always make fun of soap operas where, where you fall down the stairs and all of a sudden you're dead. <laughs> what? what? I've, fallen down the, I've fallen down the stairs multiple times, and it's never caused me serious <laughs> But injury. they were actually statistically accurate, and you weren't.
I guess so. See, soaps have all so. the facts. <laughs> bathtubs, 300. Uh, people in, uh, die in bathtubs every year. They, I guess, drown, fall asleep, maybe yeah. drown. I don't, I don't like this one. Cell phones, they're saying cell phones kill 1,153 people. It's are injured. It's yeah. bad driving. They're saying don't text and drive because when you're texting and driving, but I mean, like, that's actually the car, right? The car. Yes. The like, cell phone isn't doing it. I mean, the fact that you're distracted from driving a car is what's doing it. Right. Um, and then uh, bicycles, <laughs> uh, talking about uh, pretty commonplace. Uh, I think I have the exact number here, but bicycles, you'd assume I could see that happening. I mean, especially, again, you're probably getting hit by the guy who's texting and driving. How many people have been killed by the triple-triple at Wayback Burger? None. None. And that's None. why we're going to do that next on Spoons. Spoons! Coming up. Yes. The thing is like this big. Seriously, triple triple. I think it's nine patties yeah. and nine slices of cheese. I don't know why they call it triple triple. I guess it's just three triples on top yes, of each other. I but it's, so. it's nine burgers, nine slices of cheese. God only knows what else. Maybe Come we'll, on. Maybe we'll all weigh as much as Jeffy by the time we're done. <laughs> Because they put them at the same height. Wait, but, oh, we got to explain. <laughs> what? What did? Okay, Dan so was somebody Facebook, complained uh, about Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Some so, symbol they use. I, I don't know if somebody complained. I think it was an employee there, like in their design or something. Some some employee at Facebook was looking at the little friends icon, uh -huh. where it's just a man and a woman. You know, hey friends. Well, she noticed that the shoulders, in order to make it look like two people and not a two-headed monster, they made the a cutout in the shoulder. Well, now it looks like the woman is in the back, and this offended her. Oh, good gosh. Uh, because men are in because prominent men are in front, women. and it's just mm. another example of this uh, male privilege in Sexism. our society. Male privilege. Yeah. Okay, so, male privilege. You know, That's a better word for it. Yeah, so I've had a policy of trying not to. Mm. I'm just sick of arguing with people on Facebook. It just doesn't ever end well, no matter how many great points you make or whatever. Right. It doesn't. You're not changing anybody. So I've, been just a, I've just been posting pictures of my kids. That's all right. I've been doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I threw this one out there, figuring it was pretty safe, no matter what you think. Like, I was like, this is, all right, this is a ridiculous you know fake outrage and so you know some people liked it and then somebody writes like well i love everything about it and as the father of a daughter you should too and i was like and so i actually wrote back are you punking me at this point like, just trying to rile me up because <laughs> who would care it's yeah, a Facebook who would care. and so she goes on and on about you know, my privilege so as ridiculous. a man in society and oh, blah 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 and oh I, my I just, god i can't shut yeah, up so Let's i just said you know yeah oh do we have food we have food i think we do have food all right so what's the situation uh, here uh, oh spoons. wow god ah, spoons time spoons oh my time. It got Word. here. The food actually finally arrived. Yeah, it was a close thing? call. Uh, this is the triple-triple. Uh, Dan Andros has it uh, over there. So we what set in up the on world? The, on how, the now, I don't know how one goes about trying to eat this thing. A man would know. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, boy. Oh, we only got one of them. That's the big news. Okay. All right. Let's, what is I'm this not going to have? I mean, I'm not going to have. It, obviously, so, I yeah. want to see that thing. Well, it, we, we can split it up and like. Oh yeah, it's burgers. big. Oh my gosh, look it's at big. Thing. Now cut it down the middle so you have to eat it the real way. Wow, that smells good, doesn't it? You're making me that. Yeah, you guys cut it down the middle, split it into two pieces. All right. I don't know, like a big boy. You uh, want to cut it? I, this thing is going to be cut coming. Well, go ahead. This is going to become a disaster. That's not maybe that the best knife of all time. No, that's what to cut this with. Pat is going for it. Oh my god. Yeah, it is a two-man job. I will give you that. Wow. Uh, that is a big burger. Wow. Look at how it fall apart. It's a stupid big burger. Oh and my I, gosh. You can't get your mouth around that, no. can you? Okay, let's bring this to the camera. You gotta show I that don't the want camera. the tomato. 
<laughs> Fat takes off the one healthy thing oh, in I there. I lost right? like three burgers there. In the <laughs> oh, there's more tomato. They tried to trick me with another slice. Oh, man. I caught him. Bastard. Can you show this? All right, look at that thing. That's look at that. Oh, my God. This is a place called Wayback Burger. They have something called the Oof. Triple oh. Triple. And this is it. And mine, you, you're doing it. Mine fell apart. Pat, Pat's I, I'd say you got to about four burgers there. Maybe, maybe right. not even that many. Oh, it's really piping my, my hot. Belt. <laughs> there it goes. It, it oh. can't stay together. <laughs> Dan mm. had a major, major structural collapse. Mm -hmm. Hot. Uh, hot? Okay, Pat's burned himself. Um, hot. <laughs> this is why. That's very good. Uh, That's really good. Look at this bite. This is only like half of it. Mm. Wow. Now, is it, uh, how's the, as far as tastiness goes, Pat? Uh, I don't call it quite tasty. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks pretty good. It looks. It's, I mean, it, I, I mean, back in the day when I used to uh, eat the uh, the burgers, I liked the greasy burgers. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily want it to yep. be Kobe mm -hmm. beef. Like, I want it to be a good, you know, like dumping mm. a bunch of cheese on there. That's the highlight. I would say yeah. if you like Five it's Guys, it's in that Five Guys sort of realm of. It's got a good amount of like a little bit better than like a McDonald's or you know oh, like yeah. a fast food oh, it's place. A lot better than it, McDonald's. it feels more like off the grill kind of a vibe. I, yeah, with a lot of melty cheese on it. I ate there the other day and and uh, actually liked it at this quite Wayback a bit. Burger. Yeah, one kind of and, near and, us, and, so. you know I didn't obviously order the ridiculous triple triple, but mm -hmm. what, what they will do is and I I love this. They'll cook the burger burger to order. That's nice. So you don't have to have it well done. You can get it medium rare or medium if you mm -hmm. want to. And when you do that, it's even it's even better. But that's good. Yeah, and I think that's cooked well done, but it's still pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah and they put uh, Dan got one the other day because we went there as well. When <laughs> restaurants pop up in our neighborhood, we're yeah. there within the first twenty four hours. Typically. Well, you have to. Uh, and uh, you got the cheesy. What was it called? The cheesy. It's just called the cheesy, but it's got a lot of e's and s's in it. Yeah, like and so cheesy. the way what they do is, I thought pretty interesting is it's a it's a burg a couple burgers I think with a bunch of slices of cheese, which is not necessarily that innovative. Mm -hmm. um, but then they put it on what you'd assume. Thank you for walking in the shot. Yes, you're uh, welcome. A, uh, basically a grilled cheese got, situation. You know, I have burger over here, right? Right. So they flip the buns <laughs> in like upside down. So the like the the typical part of the bun that touches the burgers mm -hmm. are now facing your hands, so they're upside down, and then they grill it like a grilled cheese. So you're getting that good buttery grilled cheese taste on the outside with the burgers in the middle and all the melted cheese. Uh -huh. That is a good formula. That's a formula for success, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Wayback Burger has pulled that off. They also, uh, for my tastes, have a veggie burger, which is pretty damn good too. You know, it's, I know it's not exciting to anyone else outside of me, but you know, hey, I figured I'd mention it as they stuff their faces because they're certainly mm. not talking anytime soon. Mm -mm. Uh, wow, we might get a grunt or two out of them, but that's about it. I feel like I've eaten four hamburgers, and there's still, and I was only eating half of it, and you were eating the other half, and there's still about seven burgers left <laughs> on the plate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, Dan, uh, yeah. mm. will you? Do you think if you could finish this whole burger, turn into Jeffy? Uh, if you ate that whole thing by yourself, yes, you could. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a big mm -hmm. that's a big meal. I'd be on the way anyway. Look at look at. Can you see the steam? I can see the steam. Yeah. Well, so the going. calories on one burger was like six hundred or something. So that's yeah. what are the what's the calorie count on that? Uh, the, cheesy, the cheesy burger was eight something. <laughs> 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 so live, a live a little. Live a little.